0: Hello everyone, good afternoon, BC here and hope you're experiencing a wonderful Tuesday and welcome to another exciting episode of the BC Motor Tech Tuesday and today I'm in a very special vehicle, the 2019 Acura NSX as you can see right behind me, smashing vehicle indeed, hello Brandon, good seeing you and for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining us and for those of you listening to me via the different mediums of Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, whether you're walking your dog, using the loo, working out, for joining us this wonderful afternoon on Tech Tuesday. Hello, SoCal Dotson. Good seeing you. Paint Stuff, good seeing you. Hello, Olaf. Bobby, good afternoon. Hello, Chico. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, guys. I appreciate the kind words, and I am here in beautiful Willow. Nothing special, D.V. Gutierrez. Um, <laughs> taking us. Yes. Using the loo, uh, Billy says, or taking a dump, or whatever the case may be. Good afternoon. I hope everything is well, Oga. hope things are well. And I'm here in Button Willow, and I have behind me this really cool 2019 NSX, which is absolutely fascinating. You know, I subscribe to the old adage that Honda need to bring back the old school NSX. And before I experienced this new one, Thank you so much, Wichio. I appreciate that. Before I experienced this new NSX, I was a bit of an NSX purist. NA, high RPM, nice shifter, so on and so forth. But if you think about today and what this new car represents, and, and this new NSX represents, it's absolutely fascinating. As you think back to the original NSX that was in the early 90s, you know, 91 and so on and so forth, 1990 through 2005, that really epitomized the technology of the day. It made Ferrari go back to the drawing board. It truly was a classic vehicle that exceeded everyone's expectations, so it was very expensive for Honda to replicate or to create. But nonetheless, it was a smashing vehicle with advanced technology for today. Well, fast forward to today, this NSX epitomizes today's technology. It gives you, yeah, um, for Barrick. Um, for absolutely. Hello, I, Jen Stone from Netherlands. Thanks for joining us. But as I was mentioning with the new NSX, After driving it, it's like a Ferrari and a Tesla had a baby, (laughs) which is pretty crazy. Hello, Nightmare from Texas. You want to talk Porsche? Okay, Olaf 911, let's talk Porsche. Compared to the current Porsche Turbo 991, 992, I've not driven that yet, this is absolutely spectacular. Um, This would destroy the Porsche 911 Turbo from 0 to 60. The electric motors that propel the front Coupled with an integrated motor assist in the back. This has a 3.5 liter V6 twin turbo. This thing hauls. In race mode, it launches beautifully. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? Um, Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words in in regards to the face cap, you know? Suspension, which is really nice. So, there are four modes on this. There's the very soft, quiet mode, where the suspension is very soft and very very comfortable, almost Cadillac-like. Then you have the Sport, which... Forms the suspension, opens up the exhaust a little bit more. Sport Plus, which stiffens up very nicely. And then race mode, which is just bananas. It, it's like on rails. Compared with the vectoring that comes from factory with the setup, it's absolutely smashing. And for numbers I like, think about it. 573 horsepower to the crank. In addition to that, you have about 474 pounds of torque or pound foot of torque, it's fantastic. This is stock. It's a stock 2019. Very few miles on it, absolutely smashing. The, the launch mode is fantastic. I wish I could have an opportunity today to take you guys on a journey to, to explore that. I'll try to reach out to my friends from Accra and see if they'll let me do it here at Button Willow. But it's absolutely fantastic. Yes, electronic dampers is what it has, which is really nice. And I am so impressed with this vehicle. I'm considering putting it in my arsenal. It's, it's a really, really advanced vehicle. It gives us the technology of what you'll see in a McLaren P1 or what you see in the Porsche, speaking of Porsches, the uh, 918. Or even the Ferrari Enzo, it gives you that technology in a package that's a lot more financially viable. In other words, more cost-effective. So you don't have to spend seven figures. This car, base, uh, is about 157, 157, 157,000, and you get the technology of cars that are in seven-figure range, a million plus, which is amazing. You know, Um, I know it's sad, but I like to roll gears as well. In extinct Ray. And I, I love that connection between man and machine and being able to shift. And now that I've had the opportunity to explore Sequentials on the street with my wagon, it's even more exciting. But this multi-speed, I think seven to nine speed setup now, it's really cool. The dual clutch is absolutely fantastic. It shifts seamlessly. I could drive it, the wifey could drive it. It's very comfortable. So to cruise around town and also go to the track as double duty, this has the opportunity. And you guys may see this, but it has these very nice paddle shifters which are like, it has this nice aluminum feel to it. It's pretty nice, you know. Yeah, 150K, absolutely. Um, initially, I know that some going for 220, they're about. But in, in the mid-hundreds, this is, it's a lot of technology for it. And of course, you have the reliability that you come to love and explore with Acura, which is pretty exciting, you know. Of course, even Genstone. <laughs> so, Johnny, it depends. I'm really impressed with this car, so I have it until about tomorrow it goes back to Accra. I'm going to give uh, the people from Accra a, a, um, a call and interact with some of those guys. So, here's what you can do for me, Johnny. If you're really interested uh, in seeing me do some magic to this car, shoot me an email uh, at uh, lab at bcmodel.com. L-A-B at bcmodel.com. Or you can send me a DM here on Instagram if it's much easier. And let me know that you'd like to see that. You'd like to see me... Um, yeah, I'm in Fastest Car. Yet, though, absolutely. Let me know if you'd like to see me do some, some bcmodel magic to this because... This car has the potential of being a Godzilla killer. And you guys know what I mean by when I say Godzilla. This has the opportunity. So let me know if you'd like to see it. I'll even put it here in my comments after our interaction today. And I would be more than happy to oblige. I'm sure the guys from Acura would like to see what I could do as well. And I wouldn't mind having one of these in my stable and just going crazy with it. That would be fantastic, you know? Uh, that OG Nemo says, I got my first world paddle shifters in the Super Lega and they're not as bad as I always thought they were. Absolutely. So something about experience is fantastic. You can have the opportunity to, I would say, initiate the shift yourself using paddle shifters or if you want to use have the computer, which narrows it down by like 40, I think it's like, um, uh, it's a, I think it's like 40 milliseconds is what this shifts with. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? I know, that'd be so dope, right? <laughs> I, I'm a huge advocate of Electric motor technology, I love it. I love the opportunities where you can have immediate torque at one RPM, that's fantastic. Um, and then combining that with a petrol engine gives the best of both worlds. In quiet mode, this thing is an awesome hybrid. It's quiet, it gets great gas mileage, but in race mode, it's a beast. I am so impressed. I used to talk crap about this car. And to answer your question, this is a 2019 Acura NSX, which is fantastic, you know? Um, so, if C. Perez, if you want to see it, shoot me an email, send me a DM, and I'll be more than happy to, you know, if there's interest, I'll make it happen. I'd like to see if there's interest. i could like to see if there's interest, and we'll, we'll have some things, some things go on indeed, you know? Um, to know saying, do you ever do any stuff with vacuum composites? Any advice on trying to develop composite automobile parts? Well, I've had opportunity to explore things in autoclops, which is a device that allows you to create and remove air in composite materials. And gives lenses stretch itself to extreme strength and durability. One thing about automotive parts is that, especially in the automotive scene, a lot of what we are accustomed to are not real. It's not real carbon fiber. It's like, it's a like carbon fiber weave that's that's, in in, in very layman's terms, glassed over. <laughs> so there's a clear glass over carbon fiber weave. The pure carbon fiber, what you may see in aerospace, and 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 professional motorsports, is fairly expensive still today, and it's used in Aftermarket automotive is limited because of the cost. So if you want to develop component components for that, that'd be great. If you're focusing more on motorsports, there's a market for it. If you're co- focusing on aesthetics, today's market, most people don't want to pay much for those, comp- those high-end composite materials. You may have to follow suit. And to be competitive, also use carbon fiber weave and glass it over as well. So I hope that helps. Um, can we hear it? Sure. Let's see. Let's see if we can make something happen. Hold on for a second. Sit back a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to start it up for you. So that's the. This is the quiet mode. So it's in quiet mode now, and I rev it, so it's very quiet. Now, if I put it in race mode. Now, I was in track mode right now, and we can listen to it. And, guys, what I'd love to do with you guys, if possible. So, Chico, I hope that helped you. I put it in, in, the, in the quiet mode, went to a sport mode, and then full track mode or race mode. And um, it won't sound as good as this, what I put up today, which is this GT3 variant of it. But if I get my hands on it, it gives you opportunity to, to be able to explore it in a very nice... I mean, I will be able to create something that's absolutely spectacular, something that sounds fantastic. So, let me know if you're interested in seeing what we can do with this, and I'll make something happen. And it will sound absolutely Fantastic. Um, the car I'll compare this closest to would be either the 570 McLaren, um, just in terms of performance, and huh, coming crazy, the 488 Ferrari. It's almost like the 488 Ferrari and a Tesla had a baby. That's what this is, you know, which is pretty nice, you know? So Tom Pro is asking Hey, BC, have you ever replaced an air to air? Or air to water cooling system with a water methanol setup I haven't replaced it so I've augmented what I've done with liquid water meth is I've used it in Leo of an air to air I've combined it with air to air I've combined it with liquid air but I haven't gone the opposite direction there are many benefits in having a air intake charge that's compressed and you know if you go those of you who are physics majors or, or engineers you know that when you compress air the temperature goes up it's direct proportional uh, correlation between compression or pressure and also temperature, and um, of course in a constant environment. So that being said, anything you can do to reduce that intake charge, especially turbocharging, to help give you a more dense mixture, creates more power, makes things a lot more reliable. So water methanol really was developed in the World War II era when good fuel was hard to come across, and water injection was a great way for planes to be able to fly without having to worry about getting access to high-octane fuels, which is hard to come by at the time. That technology till today has now trickled its way into automobiles and has helped tremendously allowing you to run lower octane fuels and being able to have higher boost, more timing and run higher compression, hence increasing efficiency and power reliably. And there are companies out there that make great, great systems, I love the IAM water methanol kits because it does have an option, not only for a progressive style injection into the intake, but also has fail-safes built in that allows you to keep things safe, which is pretty nice, you know? Uh, 4 banger is asking, to make a quiet turbo streetcar, would it be sensible to use a stock exhaust all the way through and use a 3-inch cutout? Well, a quiet turbo streetcar won't be quiet if you use a cutout. There are many ways that you could be able to quiet an exhaust out of a turbo system. First, the turbo itself, the turbine, is an attenuating device, so it does quiet it a little bit. But being able to use resonators, pulse designs, using a Helmholtz tube, and using also chambered exhaust can keep it quiet without you having to worry about a cutout. The thing with a cutout is that once you open it, it becomes loud. If you want to give the illusion of something that's quiet and have it quiet when in the street, especially with a proper engine management solution that can adjust for AFR, because once you restrict the turbo exhaust, you tend to run much richer. And then when you open the exhaust, you have an opportunity where you run leaner. If you have an engine management solution that correct for that, or you have a protocol that senses to add or remove fuel based upon opening or closing it, that's okay. That allows you to look stock and have a cutout when you need it. Bear in mind that many municipalities and now in California may be a challenge to get away with that. But nonetheless, that is a solution if you do have the proper components for it. Thank you so much, the Lord of Five. Appreciate the kind words. What changed my mind about the NSX, he's asking. Me actually driving it. I have been an NSX purist. NA, high revving, shifting. I love the looks of the original NSX. It looked very classic, hence, but still modern. Never got old. And for the day, it was a supercar that made Ferrari quake in its own boots. And hence, when I saw this hybrid on paper, with vectoring and different modes and no shifter and a intercom or a human interface system that was touchscreen, and I like, they're killing the purity of the NSX until I drove it. When I drove it yesterday, into today, and I will tomorrow, just a few moments in this car totally changed my mind. It made me realize that the essence of the NSX was not the fact that it was a manual gearbox and the fact that it was a high revving NA setup. The essence, the purity of the car was the fact that for its day, it was technologically advanced. Fast forward to today with the new NSX, what is right behind me? That essence still exists for today's technology. This thing is a supercar that doesn't break the bank. And when I say doesn't break the bank, yes, 157,000 is a pretty penny, but when we compare it to the technology of other cars that exist in this realm, where there's vectoring and composite materials that are advanced, mid-engine hybrid combined with also petrol, we're talking P1. We're talking 918. We're talking Ferrari Enzo territory. This does that at a price point that's much more appealing. So, I like it, you know. Oh, no worries at all. I'm here, Tundro, not off topic at all. I'm here to be able to um, to assist. It's not just talking about NSX. It's, it's, it's great that we had NSX today. And thank you so much for, to ACRA for allowing me to get access to this car. But I'm here to assist with anything technology i'm just really impressed with the technology of this car it's just absolutely spectacular and and you know i see chief specter saying that uh my my dms are gonna blow up yeah i'm okay if it blows up i want to know if you guys want to see me do a take on this if you want to see a beast more touch to this car would it create more appeal to you would it create more appeal to your peers do you think it'll help the market if i develop parts for this to make it even more exciting to make it more nsx than it already is let me know i'd be more than happy to oblige and uh, by letting me know that, it shows me what your interests are, and it will make it happen. I'm here to help, you know. Yeah, so um, I see that a mean being is asking about my thoughts on the new exhaust situation. I would love to be able to explore that with you. It's, it's unfortunate. For those of you who don't live in California, or those of you in California who may not be aware, there's a new law that took effect. Um, it's always kind of been there, but not heavily enforced. But as of January 1st this year, in California, if you have any modified exhaust whatsoever, anything whatsoever, Um, You have the opportunity to get pulled over, and you'll be given a citation that does two things. Not correctable, which means you pay a $1,000 fine. And above and beyond that, you have an opportunity to get refed. They'll send you to a California ref, which is like a station for inspection to make sure it's done properly, which is a very timely and could be an expensive process above and beyond the $1,000 that you have to pay as a fine. So that really puts people in a very challenging opportunity here in California now. It's not, it won't be focused mostly on older cars. So if you have an older 911 or something older, uh, you know, older Datsun, older Corvette, they don't mess with those. But the newer cars are friends with the, you know, new SIs and cars like this and cars that, if you have this big exhaust hanging out and it's loud, you can get pulled over. You have a CRX, you can get pulled over. Uh, You have a Sentra, you can get pulled over. GTR, you can get a ref ticket, a $1,000 fine. So it's, it's really tough on the industry, I would like to contribute and see what I can do to help repeal that because it doesn't really help, especially since it crosses over to motorcycles, which is very challenging. For motorcycle guys, it's good for them to be loud because they need to be seen. And as enthusiasts, I feel that exhaust notes are like music. We all have different tastes. And taking away the capability of us to have an exhaust note, if it's obnoxious, I get it. But if it's tastefully done and sounds good and can really help, look like more of extension of yourself i think it's a great opportunity that shouldn't be taken away so that being said i'm not a huge advocate of this new thing now what does it do for me as a company that designs exhaust systems i will be going back to the drawing board i'll have to create new exhaust systems that could give the power and also not hurt the decibel levels that could get my customers in trouble so i think it's a good opportunity for many of us builders and designers but uh it really sucks for a majority of us you know kappa says do the nsx kappa timmy if you'd like to send me an email at lab at thismo.com or dm i would love to be able to do that to is the need to autoclop automobile parts well for those of us who want strength on and off the track and lightweight yes there is i feel that's the case you know uh oh the work says he wants to stay and watch but he's currently doing pistons on odyssey hey good luck with your build sir i love odyssey the fact that people are actually modifying that is fantastic a uh, beast on nsx yes i'd love to be able to do that mahalo to you as well tenduro you know oh yeah we just talked about obi Wanza uh, about that hello dasis ek9 thank you so much i know it sounds good <laughs> i appreciate the kind words guys you know um <laughs> yeah it does sound in what i'm doing here through the limited spectrum of what you guys can hear is nothing. In person, this car sounds awesome. I'm telling you, I may have to get one of these. I really would like to. But if you guys don't care, I won't. If you'd like to see me do some crazy magic to this, let me know, and I promise I won't disappoint. You know, you want to see beast mode Yep, I like to do that. That'd be so cool. It'd be so cool if I could, if you could have me hold the um. There's this nice button, the dynamic mode. If you can hold it for like maybe 10 seconds and a beast mode comes up. That, that's a smashing idea, it's something I like to explore. That'd be pretty good. Look at me, I'm trying to eat my Hot Wheels here. Um, yeah, in action, let me see what I can do. I'm here with my friends from Race Pack and we're filming some stuff. You guys can see it, but um, let me see if I can move you guys around here. Over there, uh, behind that, you can see my Porsche is back there. So we're doing some testing there um, on the beast center seat, the original one that's almost the same color as this NSX and we can also put a module in here and see if we can capture some good data on the nsx as well and imagine i have a strong inkling that the race pack data system the co2 is going to do extremely well on something as technologically advanced as this nsx and if it is imagine this is Acura's halo vehicle if you could do well here imagine what can do for your s2000 for your civic on the racetrack so on and so forth so it allows you to have excellent input whether you want to look at speed any kind of data to your OBDCs you can transfer to your phone. You can do um, track mapping. It has the opportunity to give you um, to capture your lap times and predict your lap times as well. Absolutely fantastic. Good evening, Ed and Good from the UK. Good seeing you. You know, yes, Ron, it does. Who would keep you away? Um, oh, Tim Garage. I don't know if he's here, but he has an NSX 2 and you know. Nemo, you know I'm crazy. If I end up doing one of these, you know I'm going to create some crazy parts. It's going to just be bananas. And Tindu will end up being one of my best friends, you know. You want to see it? Then let me know. Saying it here is one thing, but giving the opportunity to get your interest would be fantastic. Email, DM, let me know. And how would I modify Olaf of Lemo say, first of all, I'll get access to the inverter. I want to be able to get a little bit more out of the electric system. Then... There are some restrictions. Honda is extremely, Honda Acura is extremely conservative when it comes to tuning, which is great. I absolutely love it. So I like to open it up, but I like to remove the restrictions on the intake and exhaust and open up a little bit. But still doing that legally without em- affecting any emissions. Above and beyond that, wheels, I like to go something a little more lightweight. These tires are actually pretty nice. They're the uh, Contact 6, and the Continentals are great, but I like to put some stickier R888s on these and see how she, how she reacts. So... Suspension-wise, they may leave it alone, but I'd like to be able to create an additional mode, something that can adjust. For those of you who may have access to the um, uh, VW Golf R, you have opportunities to create your own unique modes. So i like to be able to create a mode that I feel is ideal and put that as an option for enthusiasts. That way, you can move the dynamic knob and go to a BC motor mode and something that I feel is, is ideal for my driving style, which is pretty nice, you know? Oh, I just answered that, Jacob, so I hope that helps. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Evan Stone. I appreciate that, you know. Oh, back to work, Chico. Well, have a fantastic afternoon. Thanks for joining me, you know. Uh, Kappa, I talked about that a little bit a moment ago. I'm missing so many of questions, so if I miss it, please let me know as well. Um, top five modifications for beginners, Dajara is asking. Okay, intake, header, exhaust, oils, especially nowadays. Hello, Shell. And I would say suspension. Those are the top five. Top five modifications for beginners. That's the way to go. And that allows you to do things without going inside the engine itself, you know. Delaying r 8 rs absolutely, r 88 rs That r 88 r compound is what I have on a Porsche over there. And one thing I like about that, it gives me great feedback. It doesn't go away like the earlier compound, r 8 So I get more laps before it starts feeling a little greasy on me, which is fantastic. And I don't know how they did it. The compound lasts longer. It's really good. So, feedback is there without giving up the adhesion, more laps without getting greasy, and it lasts a little bit longer. What's, the, what's there to hate? <laughs> it's fantastic, you know? RB or JZ? JZ. Whether it's one g or 2J, we tend to push those very nicely in stock form without having any challenges whatsoever, you know? And what audio did I use before? Pure, quite a few. There are quite a few brands that I've used in the past. Uh, even Torco was one of them, but uh, Piro, I've not seen a compound like that. It's, it's been my, my oil of choice. I, I even represent them on my hat and on my race suit, you know. I've seen on the track. Let me see if I can get permission, AJ. AJ, I'd love to bring this to, to one of your events. Let me see what I can do to make that happen. That's so fantastic, you know. Um, have I had the opportunity to test the new Civic Type R horsepower potential? I'm curious to what well horsepower the engine can handle reliably. So JDMJ, that's a great question. The challenge is the fuel system of the Type R, Type R is extremely limiting. So when we start getting north of 380 horsepower, sorry about the noise in the background, there's some people testing here. When we get north of 380 wheel horsepower, we run out of fuel pump. And the factory fuel pump is limited in terms of RPM and flow. So until we have an opportunity to retrofit a fuel pump that allows for more flow, or incorporating a port injection setup in the intake manifold, which I know that Radium is working on something and Dream from the UK is working on something now. Until that happens, we have not explored the limitations of the factory setup. Can it do north of 400, 420 to the wheels reliably? Yes, it can, you know, but fueling is our limitation. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a good day as well, Danny Webb. Um, What's the latest on the AW1 project? I hope I'm doing well. I'm just getting components right now and trying to work out a superior engine mounting system. So I think I'm narrowing down what engine I'm going to use in that. Some people be excited. Others may be upset, but it will entertain nonetheless. Building an EPT Type R is what um, EP3 Johnny says. Honda doesn't like me really building older cars. I learned that with the wagon. <laughs> so the chance of me doing that may be very, very slender. But let me know if you want me to do something new with like, uh, this, this very beautiful NSX here. And I'd be more than happy to oblige, you know. C-Person, what are my thoughts on the Motor suspension? Absolutely fantastic. I'm a huge advocate of KW because it allows me to have the, I would say, dynamic Control that I can see with a Moton without the cost. So, Motons are very nice, but I'm a huge advocate of KWs and they have everything from their standard ST and B1s to even their track versions. So, you have some nice, I would say, flexibility there in price and options, which is pretty nice. Thank you so much, Shell. Um, dealing with an Andrew Limited head gasket seating capability. Ooh. Reaching peak the pressure, is that possible before head lift? Then simply hold that level to work as high as possible. So there are quite a few things. It depends on your engine. So many things could be happening. One thing I've done in the past to solve that issue, because I've seen that on some engines that have a, probably a deck that's not as strong, or a head that tends to give, or just the studs are not ideal, is I tend to sleeve those blocks and have the blocks proud three thou from the deck. That allows me to have better clamping force around the gasket, but something that you should, if you're not doing already, many times is overlooked. Sometimes you could be detonating even in partial thought or not knowing it. And that could be what's causing gasket problems and not you lifting your head per se. Because if you're using ARP head studs and even on a flat deck or a slightly proud deck, you're still blowing gaskets, something else is going on. And if you don't have a proper knock sensor in there and monitoring the right frequency, do it now. You'll find it absolutely fantastic. The wagon weight said, thank you so much, sir. Would a 2JZ fit into a 94 MR2, you can make it fit, but with a lot of surgery. A lot of surgery. It won't fit in without cutting, you know? How much power did Vince S14 make? I have to leave that for him to say, but I'll tell you this, it was north of 500. North of 500 on E85, north of 400 wheel on pump. How amazing is that, you know? Dealing is saying, numbers on the wagon. I haven't, you know what's crazy? I haven't had a chance to even tune my own car. I am too busy taking to care of customers doing some filming here, driving Acura NSXs. Last time, I just broke in the engine on a dyno, did 772. break it. I have not put in my proper oil. I have not had the opportunity to push the boost at all. I have to do that soon. But I just haven't had a chance. I am so slammed. I would say maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to get it back on dyno. But I have dynos booked every day. Um, today, I'm here in Willow. Tomorrow, I have clients to take care of and some videos to make for you guys. On Thursday and Friday, I'm in Vegas for the CES show. I come back on Saturday, and Sunday, I have to spend time with the family, which is a bit challenging for me to get away and just tune my own car. I come last, customers first, you know? Um, ah, AJ's asking, GSR motor, track use, 85 suggestions for intake, thermal body, injectors, cams. Cams and to say BC model. Injectors for the kind of power you make, especially naturally aspirated you can probably get away 85 comfortably with 550cc injectors. Intake, ha-ha, <laughs> Victor X. It's a really good intake if you want to use something that's a plenum base. If your budget allows, cancel ITBs, <laughs> which is fantastic, you know? Um, my braking procedure for Pure Onyx series on a new engine or just new cams, lifters on a VR6. Very simple. What I do is I break it on the dyno, and the dyno pack allows me to do that very well because it allows me to control RPM using hydraulics to my advantage. And what does that mean? I can lock 2,000. 2,500, 3,000, 3,500, 4,000. I can go up in 500 RPM increments, lock it, and vary throttle. So as I'm tuning a new engine with Pure Onyx inside and doing partial throttle tuning, by the time I'm done with partial throttle tuning and my full dyno session, which is two to three hours, it is sealed. If you don't have capability to put it on the dyno or if it's a street-faring vehicle, you can put 2,000 miles on the engine, driving around, and not... Keeping a steady RPM, vary the throttle, get vacuum in and out, vary it, and break it for 2,000 miles. My test is I have been able to break an engine as quickly as 30 minutes, no challenge whatsoever. But a two hour dyno session or a 2,000 mile drive around is absolutely fantastic. If you have an engine where you don't trust the builder very well, you can do what I call a flush. You put in the onyx with a new filter, you crank up, and make sure you get all your pressure before you start it for the first time. All your pressure is good. Put your spark plugs back in, start up the car, let it warm up to operating temperature, shut it down. Do that three times, warm up and shut down, let it cool down, drain it, you get some rubbish out, put a new filter in and put some more onyx in, then do the dyno pool or dyno session and or driving around to be able to break it in properly and that's it. Boosted FC3, thoughts on the 10th gen Civic Si. Honda sells 10 of those Si's to every Type R. I think it's one of the most underrated sport compact vehicles to exist. 1.5 liters of fury, where you can push 400 wheel horsepower without challenge with a proper tune. It also, however, suffers the same fate as the Type R, limited fuel system. So when you start pushing north of 260, 270 to the wheel, you start running out of fuel. 85 is a big no-no. You just don't have enough pump or injector from the factory. But the tunability is fantastic with access to Hondata and flash pro or you're having access to k-tuner you have opportunities to have different characteristics based upon sport and non-sport mode you can up the factory uh components using um uh, uh months from companies like prl you have the capability to do so many suspension modifications i even have access to a downpipe and cat delete as well for those who are doing off-road duty it has a lot of potential i am very impressed with the. L15BT that exists in that engine. I think it's a great setup. And if I wasn't tied up with other projects, I'd buy one for myself in-house. You know? My pleasure, C Perez. I appreciate the kind words, you know? Um the car in this background is going to get a thousand <laughs> by the SWAT. Yeah, it's actually it's a track car, so that's actually I don't know what that is. Could be a Toyota something. I, I haven't even paid attention, but it has Twitter cover, covers, which is pretty nice. Ideas for the intersects, full exhaust, operated turbos, cams, heavy porting with raised redline and spray. <laughs> One thing about direct injection is that many a time they have um, fuel pumps that are on the heads that have a limited window for valve float. So you can't really push RPM sometimes on these direct injection setups without having catastrophic failure of the valve. That looks like a, I don't know what that is. To without having catastrophic valve float. and Yes, valve float in the pump, mechanical pumps. So that could be a challenge. Camshafts, depends. I would like to focus more on the, you know, do some cool things with the petrol engine, but have some fun with the EV aspect of it, with the electric motors. That would be absolutely fantastic. But thanks for the suggestion. Add in good. Can I do your mark 7? And I assume you mean V-dub. If you have a full standalone, like an AM Infinity, absolutely I can do that, you know? AJ, good seeing you, sir. hope all is well. If you were to do an engine swap with a stock ECU and tune, would you need the same fuel system and ignition system from the car which the engine came from? No, you don't. But you wanted something very close to that. Um, especially if it's a newer setup with direct injection, um, you can get away with a little bit more. So it's close as you can to the fuel system. You don't want any deficiencies. Having something that's over is not a challenge because you always have these ideal fuel pressure regulators, which regulate fuel, but ignition is one way you want to get close, if not exact. Especially if you're using a factory setup, because um, they have different dual settings that many times tuners don't allow you to change. Uh, what are your personal limitations and knowledge regarding ICE, and who do you see knowledge for such problems arise? For so in internal engine combustion engines, um, I'm kind of crazy, zaniz- 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 dad to by I experiment so much, I have no one to turn to. Um, I have a good mentor in John Conciati from AEM. He's a very accomplished engineer, and I bounce things off of him from time to time. But I think he's probably the only one. Now, if it's something that has to do with um, general repair, and I don't have access to information on that, I go ask someone like Duran from, from uh, Pirate Auto. But if it's something to do with something I'm experimenting with or limitations, I typically experiment myself, and if I'm stuck, I may reach out to JC from AEM. Hello, Igor from k Good seeing you, you know. Would a Civic Type R engine fit inside a 10th Gen Civic Si? Answer is yes, Boosted FC, it would fit. They have similar frame structure and you can make it fit. How much boost can a R Civic Si handle? That's a weird question because boost is not a good judgment in terms of power or handling capability because a stock 26 PSI or 26 PSI and a stock turbo is different from a 10 PSI if you swap in and... A GTX 30 turbo, for example. So it depends on the turbo system. Horsepower is more a better range, something to look at, than boost itself. So from what I've seen, because of fuel limitations, when you start going north of 260, 280, you start getting into fueling problems. And E85 is a big no-no because you just can't flow enough fuel through the factory system until someone comes up with upgraded fuel injectors, upgraded direct injection pump, or even a port injection addition. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. My pleasure, TL Flame. Nothing special in the mystery, I'm here in beautiful Buttonwillow, California in a new 2019 NSX which has blown all my expectations. Are there opportunities for improvement? Of course! I would like to see more power on this. This dash, just the dash console itself is a little bit plasticky but everything else looks extremely elegant. But the vector, the different modes, dynamic controls, absolutely fantastic. This car exceeded my expectations in every way. And like i mentioned earlier it's like ferrari and tesla had a baby and then came up with this nsx and it still has the soul of acura which is very exciting and extremely reliable and it sounds really cool but i want to enhance it and if you want to see some enhancements from me let me know and here's something else if you want to see a proper review of this where i just focus on nsx and my own take on a review let me know as well i take criticism constructively and i'm here to serve let me know what you'd like to see ladies and gentlemen you know My pleasure, Boosted FC. My pleasure indeed. Would a 3076R GTX, of course, totally be good for my 2015 Evo X? Hell yeah. (laughs) It'd be awesome for your Evo X. Do it. And you're lucky you have so many options in terms of, of tuning solutions for standalones or even proper freeware. You should. Are you playing with EVS tunes and mods, I mean? Not yet. Not yet. Hello, Mamafia. Mafia, my pleasure, thanks for the kind words, Robert Lopez, good afternoon, good seeing you indeed, and thank you so much. Yeah, it's some racing going on over here, someone's doing some testing. Hello, Louis Fierro, what would you like me to teach you, Illust? Let me know, I'm here to help, ask questions, and I'm here to assist. All the boost, Evo says, amen, boost brigade. <laughs> is it worth messing around with ak K283 from K20A3 from 05SI? Yes, it is, especially if you boost it. NA, it leaves some opportunities on the table. But boost, hell yeah. Would a 3070 R be okay for my stock? Adding good stock, yes, it'll work, but it'll be kind of laggy. And you can't push it because you have stock rods. The one thing, as you know, I, I always advocate is to begin with the end of mine. So for a Z6, I don't even play around. I sleeve the block. Rods are pretty cost-effective. On my size like $300 a set. Pistons, I can help you out for like $500 or less for rings, pins, locks, and the piston sets themselves, which is pretty cool. It's kind of worth it to save up and do it right. But if you want, just want to get something on the car for now, you can do that, but you won't be able to push too much before you start bending those rods. Hello, Jeremiah. Good afternoon. JP Fierro, good afternoon. Hello as well. Thanks for joining me in Willow. And I came all the way from the 626 and from the Ontario area today with this beautiful, gorgeous, nice sound system, ELS system in this as well. 2019 SX, courtesy of Acura. And it's blown my expectations. Hello, Marty. Marty is, guys, the proprietor at uh, uh, TurboSmart USA. He's my neighbor in Ontario, California. And, Marty, let me know if you want to put some TurboSmart parts on this pretty cool NSX. I think there's some good opportunity here. And with the response we're getting here, it looks like I may have to be building one if everyone wants me to. Hello, Trev. Good seeing you. Um, question from SoCal Datsun. Do I think the exhaust laws are going to affect guys that have sent these cars? Absolutely not. Um, Anything that's 25 years or older, I don't think would be really a big deal. Unless it's something that's very high-profile, sport compact, like a CRX or an AE86 or stuff like that, you know? But older cars, no. Older Porsches, Datsuns, Toyotas, old-school stuff. Even Chevys, Dodges. No, Novas. No, no. But it's the newer stuff. Um, Cars like this or like the new SI or Type R's or the Golf R's or... Uh, things like the STIs and Evos. Those are the ones I'm going to crack down on quite quite, quite a bit. It's painfully obvious, you know? Sixty-six six with a Porsche. Yeah, thank you. Yep, I run around of quite a bit in the sixty-six. Six. I live in that area, you know? Do I tune with Nox Sensor Turbo B Series? Absolutely. I use Nox Sensors whenever I can. The only time I don't is if a customer has it and I, I proceed with caution. I don't like doing that. Nox Sensors are glorified microphones, yes, but do a very good job in letting us know if we're in a situation that's a little bit challenging for an engine. And one thing is when I use the AM Infinity, which is one of my engine management solutions of choice, it can determine knock based upon knock, you know, firing order windows. It could give me knock per cylinder, and I can address that cylinder by retarding timing and adding fuel appropriately in that cylinder based upon RPM and load. What car is this? A 2019 Acura NSX, and it's really, really cool. Really cool, I'll see if I can get some some nice uh, opportunities with you guys. I'm trying to see if I can set this up with some kind of a camera system to have you guys uh, join me in an excursion to see how cool this is when I'm driving around, you know? You know what? That's not bad. 250 is not bad. But with a turbo that's that size, it'll be a little laggy, but it could be fun. If you can shift quickly, you may be able to get away with stuff. It's pretty nice. What do I think about integrated exhaust manifolds from the new Hondas? I think they're awesome, Danny. I'm actually a huge advocate, you know? In terms of efficiency for natural aspiration, yes, you don't have the capability of adding a very efficient exhaust manifold or header to create ideal scavenging for high RPM and a power. But for boosted applications, it is a godsend. You don't lose heat to the environment, which helps spool the turbo because of a long manifold. You don't have that opportunity to lose that. You don't reject a lot of heat into your engine bay. So net-net, those integrated manifolds help tremendously with spool. It spools absolutely well. That's why even my own wagon, where I had access to any K-series engine I could put in there, I opted for a head out of a K24Z7 with an integrated port and that allows my spool to be very nice even on a 72mm turbo. It's absolutely smashing. I find it very appealing. And even for manufacturers, it's very cost effective and also helps with emissions. It helps keep the exhaust tailpipe gases cleaner by helping light off the catalysts in higher temperatures and get rid of NOXs and SOXs which could be a bit challenging for our environment. Yes, Diego, you missed it earlier. So the NSX is here. I'll do a walk around later on. Um, trying to see if I can connect, but you can see it right here. It's a little bit there and there. And then my Porsche is chilling there in the corner. But I'll do a walk around when we're done, you know. Static Mill says build the NSX. If you really want me to build it, send me a DM and or an email to lab at bsmall.com. And I'll be more than happy to forward that on to our friends at Acura to see if they'll be more than happy to partner with me on this, you know? So, DarkRithK is saying, could I please explain combustion chamber quench and the idea of welding quench pads is viable? Yes, I could. And it could take us a very long time to talk about that. It could be a whole one-hour session in itself. But um, let's talk about that. A combustion chamber is as a word implies or phrase implies a chamber that allows for combustion in an internal combustion engine. And when you have a very large combustion chamber, something really interesting happens when you try to burn the mixture properly. So you bring in air and fuel in the right mixture ideally into the combustion chamber. Your piston comes up and you now compress that into the volume of the combustion chamber and you ignite it. And it takes time to completely ignite that entire chamber area. Here's where it gets interesting. The longer it takes to ignite that whole combustion chamber, the less efficient your engine is. The less peak torque it makes, the less efficiency it makes. When you have unburnt hydrocarbons that don't get exploded, for lack of a better word, in the first try, it doesn't make things very good for efficiency or power. So what do quench do? If you have a combustion chamber where you have little pockets on the side, quench areas, those are hard to get to and hard to burn. It takes a long time for the flame to be formed around the combustion chamber via the spark plug and reaching the ends of the combustion chamber. And by not burning that properly, you have a very inefficient motor. You actually lose power. If you have an opportunity to weld up a combustion chamber, which in engineering terms they call increasing the quench, if you have an opportunity to weld up a combustion chamber and make the combustion chamber smaller, or those little pockets that exist on the edges of the combustion chambers, you get rid of them, You're now forcing air and fuel to go to the center, where the spark plug is, for a more efficient burn. What you get in response is a complete burn, more power, and for those of you who can keep your foot out of it, better efficiency and better gas mileage. It allows for a complete burn. And when you burn completely and you go through the exhaust stroke, you get all the rubbish out, and you can have space for a more cleaner intake charge for more power as well, you know? I will walk around. The NSX absolutely after this, so you guys can join me in a moment, you know? Um, What engine old, you run in a trophy truck or something off-road dealing with a dusty environment? Would you still go turbo? Yes. So Zani said, I would. In California, there are a lot of off-road opportunities here. And I partner with a company known as AEM Induction. And as you may see on some of my Porsches, because a lot of my turbos are exposed, I get into a very dusty environment, especially if we go off track, which does happen from time to time. There are pre-filters that exist that can protect your turbo and engine. So above and beyond a pleated filter from Canon for, or from AM that allows you to have very good flow because it has high cross-sectional area because of the pleats, you can have a pre-filter that does a smashing job of keeping away dust and other elements from your filter without impeding flow. So what does that mean? You can literally, after I do this, it's crazy. I try every time I wash my car to take those filters off and clean it. And when I take the filter, that membrane off, my filter's clean. It doesn't get dirty. So the pre-filters do a good job. So you can. But make sure you use a pre-filter from AEM and you'll be good to go. You know? I'd love to meet you as well, silent Soviet. Haha. <laughs> okay, let's see. Four banger boy. Oh, time is flying. I've been looking at intake manifolds for Turbo B series, such as Gato, Skunk. But what would you think is efficient as far as flow? The billet seems to be strong but hyped. So, I think the S2 stuff has improved, and I've seen people come to my facility and make good power. But by far, the guys who made the most power in my facility with manifolds have been the Victor X turbos from Edelbrock. I've seen great success with that. And then for the pro-pro guys, um, guys, guys, I've seen, and this is street guys on top of about for pro-pro guys, I've seen Gonigle. That's pretty much what I've used with great success, especially the large six-liter ones. Those are pretty crazy. Thank you, Diling. Have a great afternoon. I appreciate the kind words. And thanks for all the hearts, guys. Appreciate that indeed. Uh, why do you think Honda is edging away from the old school 9K RPM engines and moving to a boosted low revving engine? Efficiency, efficiency, and reliability. And market. Many of us love the sound and feel of a high revving engine. But most customers, our aunties, uncles, dads, moms, brothers, sisters, never go past 4,000. So if you want to make a car that if you were to own a company I did if you owned Honda And you want to appeal to a mass market because you are in the business to make profit You would design cars that would appeal to the masses hence Supercars like this that have buttons right here opposed to Shifters hence you have turbocharged engines that are lighter weight create more power You get the power and efficiency of a V8 In a lighter Package that gives you a lot more power low-end. This thing revs to like 7,400. It's the future. It's efficiency, cost, and appeal to a mass market. That's the reason why. And believe it or not, engines that rev lower last much longer. <laughs> Best basic mods for a Mark IV GTI turbo intake. Exhaust. Turbo upgrade. Flash. Oh, downpipe too, because the downpipes factor is pretty pretty restrictive so doesn't says that Acro be fools not to give me one and let me do my magic hell it's up to the powers that may be send me an email on that lababissimo.com and I'll, I promise you I'll forward to them and maybe they'll make something happen you know have a great day Cpress thanks for joining us Leo cut it out you're being naughty stop it indeed for those of you who can't see what Leo wrote he said eBay <laughs> and I know he's referring to turbos because he wants to get me on my on my uh, soapbox yeah, NSX is impressive. 17 Gen, this thing is really nice. Same color as your SI, which is really nice, but I was not sold on this on paper. But driving it has totally changed my mind. And I, I'd like to get one of these. It's really, really impressive. The power delivery, the different modes, how comfortable it is on the street and how aggressive it is on the track. It's like it's like a Porsche GT3, but better. And it has, guess what? Acro's reliability, which is fantastic. And being priced at the mid-hundreds, 157 is the base entry price for this. With all the accoutrements and, and, and sound system and brake upgrades and it's just and the finish and fit is it's superb. They did a good job on this car. I'm actually impressed. But it needs more power. <laughs> I want to put more power in it. I would love to, but I have to give back to them stock. But if you'd like to see what I can do with it, let me know and I'd be more than happy to oblige. My pleasure, Dark White. Thank you so much. How much boost would the D16 and Z6 take all, all stock? It depends on the turbo size. Let me know what turbo you have in mind and I'll be able to share that with you, you know. I would have a car brand for the Pierce drivers, high revenue, lightweight, but great refinement, kind of like a modified Lotus Caterham brand. Well, there are quite a, there's some options out there for you, but the Acura enthusiast is one who is extremely refined, wants to have a lot of fun, loves Hondas, but want to graduate to something a little bit more luxury. But without taking away that excitement that we all came to love when we were younger. I'm telling you, when I drive this thing, I get giddy. But I hear you, I think good. Absolutely. Thank you so much, all the way from Argentina, OCT Sierra. Appreciate the kind words. What do you prefer? Low revving, low rod ratio, or vice versa? Low rev, low rod. You know what I prefer? is exactly what I've built. Um, I built. Uh, to answer your question, I.J. Thompson. Large ports... Low world ratio, high revving. With today's technology in lubrication and materials for lightweight, you can do that. then stop it. eBay, Turbos, guitar Pistons, and Stockfile. I'm going to get you, I didn't good. Wait till I come to the UK. You're lucky I'm going to the CS show. And guys, I will be able to put something up live on the CS show very soon. I'll be there Thursday and Friday. And as I did last year, I'll walk around. CS for those of you who don't know, is a consumer electronics show in, in, in Vegas. I know this week is crazy. There's the Tokyo Auto Salon going on. There is the auto sports show in the UK, but I'm here in the United States, and I'm going to Vegas, so I will definitely have the opportunity to bring you guys on along board on the journey that I'll have there, focusing on the future of automotive technology, which is very exciting for me. Hello, Bambi Zal. thank you for joining me this afternoon, and I'm here in Bunwillow, and my time is pretty much up with the beautiful Acura NSX. So what I'm going to do, as I promised, is I'm going to sign off now, guys. And thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. But I'm gonna come back in. I'm gonna do a walk around on this because our friends for Instagram are gonna cut me off at an hour. So that being said, walk around and we'll take a look at this car and see how cool it is. And as your question, Trevik, yes, I would. I would build one of those. You know? Oh no, Da! I know. Today's great. We have to track to ourselves. It's crazy. It's like one car on the track, and I have this, and I have our Porsche. It's gonna be a crazy day. You know? TurboNetics indeed, Andy from R A R C E built, my good friend and one of the reasons why I'm successful today. Um, Be more in Hoonigan videos. So F G four, you have that. Hoonigan, we have a lot. I think I'm gonna take my blue Porsche there next. And if I build one of these, if you really want to see this on on Hoonigan, if I'm building one of these, I'll take it there. Am I building NSX? It's up to Acura 17 Gen. Let me know if you want to see it happen. Shoot me an email at lab.bcmodel.com at or send me like a DM here. And I'll forward to our guys from Acura. And if there's much in, enough interest, we'll build it. We'll make it happen. We will build the ultimate NSX that will rape people on the track. Just wreck it. <laughs> I can't wait. I love to do to my touch. More than just this hot wheels. So this is a BC Hot Wheels right here. More than this, I want to be able to build one of these in real life and go, go to town, you know? What recommendation of engine management for the new NSX? The most likely I'll do a flash. I'll be able to do a flash through the OBD port, you know? SEMA's going to be crazy. Already, I think I have four cars already. So, DM Motorsports, you are going to be sick of me this year. <laughs> but it should be fun. And maybe we'll add an NSX to that repertoire. Sick jacket, thank you so much. It's my Sparkle racing jacket with Pure All on it, you know? All right, guys. Have a pleasant day. See you in a moment. Spencer, send me an email on that. I'll be more than happy to oblige. And have a great day. Take care, everyone. Cheers.